everyone. Welcome back to Find Me in a Book podcast. I'm your host, Tav. This week is in the 80s. It's already crazy. Like April 19th, and it is warm outside. And I think it's supposed to get in like the high 80s over here in North Carolina. Also, it's the year mark of since being in North Carolina, which is weird because I did an episode like before I went to North Carolina, during the move to North Carolina, like I, it's weird that it's already been a year, like where has time gone and it's already April. Can we talk about that for a minute? I swear January is so long and then it goes really fast and now it's already in the middle of April. I don't, I don't know what's happening, right? Like the year just goes fast and why is it already 2023? 2020, everyone remembers 2020. That literally happened three years ago. Isn't that weird to think about? Like 2021 seems like yesterday. What happened to 2022? Do we know what happened? Actually, I don't remember 2021. That's what I don't remember. I remember 2022 because we moved here and lots of like life changes happened. But I have no idea what happened in 2021. Does anyone remember that? <laughs> like at this point, they're all blurring together. And in my job, I like put new hires in and stuff. And I'm seeing people with the birth date of in the 2000s more and more. And it just makes me sad. <laughs> but also, I turned 30 last year. So that was a pretty big year. And I recommend it, honestly. I don't know if I've ever really like talked about this. There's not much to talk about, actually. I did turn 30 last year, and I've loved it. I feel like I am actually an adult, which is weird. And... I just, I don't know, I feel more independent. I feel more like I have somewhat of my life together. And I am just having a great time. Like, I am learning, I'm growing, I know what I want in life, I know what I want to do. And now I just have to take the steps to get what I want, to like the goals that I have. And I don't know, it was just a year of growth and a year of everything. This is making me sound like it's the end of the year and we're talking about like goals and what all we did. This is not that. You know what I'm saying. It's just the random rumblings, grumblings, ramblings. That's the word of the before the episode. <laughs> can we talk to, can we say that like instead of like extra credits or like the after the credits this is like before the podcast time where I just like randomly say things and you get to know me also speaking of getting to know me I realized that it's been a year yesterday since I did a get to know me episode so I think it is time to do another one maybe I'll do one like every year around the same time so I think next week I'm going to have the husband on the podcast again and he's going to ask me questions. Or you guys can ask me questions. Maybe I'll, I'll put up a poll. I'll put up something on Instagram so that people can ask us questions, ask me questions, whatever you want. If you want to get to know me, if you don't, that's fine. You can just listen to the podcast and I, I say stuff about my life before I even get into the book. Anyways, this uh, before the credits, before the podcast, what is it, BP? This BP, you know, just coined a term. If you're new here, welcome. 
I talk about books and I talk about things that happen in my life a little bit. And I talk about my thoughts and feelings on the book, on the series, on the author, just everything. Um, you know, this is me. I am here talking about books because I'm obsessed. You might even call me a book addict at this point. I am always reading, constantly reading. When I'm at home, uh, I don't cook anymore. I just read. <laughs> Another thing, if you're new here, we have a term called toast. And when someone is making toast, that means that they're having sex. See, everyone, I just said the word, and I didn't even, like, falter. I didn't even, like, not say the word and just hint at the word. I'm growing. This is a big moment for me. So, yes, usually I say toast because at the very beginning of this podcast, like episode one, I couldn't say sex, and I felt weird saying it. So I created or coined the term making toast, and it just has kind of stuck. So now you know what that means when I say they make toast because in this book, they do make toast. Quite often, it's not very descriptive, but they do still make toast. So with all of that... Um, none of it was helpful to you. It was just blurbs of randomness and nothing productive. Let's get into this book. <laughs> okay, so I, I talked about how this is part of a series. Uh, this is called For Love or Honey by Stacey Hart. And I swear I have done episodes about Stacey Hart before, like with her books. But I went through all of them and I don't have any, which is weird because... I'm pretty sure I've read a ton of her books, and I don't know if I just don't remember them, but this series, it's called, like, the Bloom Bees series, I think. Let me see if I wrote it down. Uh, yes, Bloom's Bees, and it goes through, like, all three sisters and, like, their stories and everything. I loved it. I read all three books very quickly because I loved every single one, and I'm trying to decide if I want to do all three books, like a podcast for each book, because they all were different stories and they all like built on each other. And I just really loved the families in it or like the family and like the town members and everything in it. So I just, I don't know. I'm trying to decide if I want to. Um, this is about uh, like a two and a half, three star or three out of five spice. So it is spicy, but it's not like overly descriptive that makes you blush and like you can't let other people read. So I would say on the mother-sister standard, this is a yes for both. I actually wouldn't mind it if my mom read it. I would warn her like, hey, there's some toasty scenes. But because this is like such a good like romantic comedy and I loved the writing. I loved the little town it was based in. I loved the enemies to lovers. Like, it just was so well done. And you just fall in love with each character and the town. I keep saying that, the town. Like, it's a small town in Texas. And it kind of makes me want to move to a small town in Texas. But also not, because I live in a small town right now, and it's not that great. I'm so sorry if you live in this town with me and are listening to this podcast. I don't enjoy it. I much prefer a bigger city because there's just, 
I don't know more to do. And I live like an hour and a half away from the biggest city. And that's too far because it's just like really big day trips to go. And anyways, this is not about that. But uh, this does make small towns look attractive and like the community um, that they've built and the friendships and just the love in like neighborly love. It just it's very attractive. It's very much like, oh, I, I would like that. Like that would be really cool. So this is that book, like all about this, the town, all about this family that's been in the town for 200 years, like this is about them. And for this first book, it is about the youngest daughter. So there's three daughters and her name is Jo. She's very stubborn, very snarky. And her mom and her sisters, they recently have been like schmoozed. Uh, by these representatives of Flexion, which is like a a digging like company. It's a big corporation out of, I want to say like New York or something, that they are wanting to buy up these farms so that they can dig for like shale. And so they have sent like their headhunter, which is Grant, he's the main male character, They've sent him into this little town to buy up these farms or buy up these rights uh, to dig on these farms, like, for money. And so these, this mom and sister, the sisters, they have been schmoozed by them, but they're like, no. Like the, and the offers have gotten, like, pretty big, like, that it would make anyone pause, honestly. But this family, like, selling has never been an option for them, and it never will be. And so at one point, um, they were having kind of this uh, press conference, I guess you could kind of say, like, uh, because the mayor, he is kind of like a, ugh, we don't really, we don't like the mayor. Um, he, at one point, I think the, the year before, was trying to get in, like, this big corporate, like, grocery store to come in, um, and all of the townsfolks were like, no, what are you doing? And so they like basically ran against him and canceled the deal and he was really mad. So it, it like split the town because the blooms were like, they're very town, town centered. Um, they love their small town and um, the support and everything. And so they like went against the mayor for this contract. And so it split the town in half. Whoever was on like the the mayor side and and everyone who was on like the bloom sisters family side and so they were already in hot water about that and so the mayor was partnering with flexion and grant um to bring more money into the community which is great but it's it wasn't I don't know, it just didn't work in a, a good way. So Grant was coming to talk to them about the opportunity. So he was up on this podium and uh, the Blooms and basically like their side, um, they were protesting and they all had shirts that said frack you, <laughs> like fracking. Uh, and so it's just... What's funny about this book, like, of course, there's a lot of, like, comedy in it. And so on this line, uh, it said, So I did what any hippie bee farmer would do. I wound up, took a breath, and yelled, Frack you, before letting her rip. She threw an egg at him. <laughs> it smacked him in the forehead. 
And I <laughs> died. I freaking died. Like she, she threw it. She's just so like brave. And I just love who this character is. And so funny. And of course, Grant knows exactly who she is because he knows about her farm. He knows everything to do with it. He knows about the people. And so he's like, nice shot, Miss Bloom. He takes out like his pocket square and like wipes his face off. And it doesn't like rattle him or anything. Like in his head, he's like laughing. He thinks it's really funny. He's just kind of surprised um, that he wasn't able to really like make her shrink or anything with like the weight of his gaze and so he's like yep she is the key like I need to get to know her to get to this farm basically and so we learn more about the farm um it is one of the six that he was sent to acquire the rights to and uh their farm is also like the one that has the largest shale deposit and he's from New York um, he is very much a closer of the deals, and that's why they send him out. Um, he's the one that they send when other people can't get the job done, basically. And he is trying to come up with, basically, a plan and figured that Joe is the right person, and maybe it's through seducing her. He thinks, like, she's very attractive and yeah, so it starts from there. It goes to Joe. Oh, I didn't mention that. This is a point of view, like a, a dual point of view book, and it's very well done. I have no complaints about it. Um, Grant is a very respectful, respectful man <laughs> and doesn't think very sexual, dirty things. At least it wasn't written. And so I actually enjoyed his point of view. So getting that over with. Uh, it goes to Joe. And we learned that the ranch had been in their family for almost 200 years. And their mom owned about 52% of it. And then each of the girls, there's three of the girls, um, they got a split of the remainder when they turned 18. They are true townspeople. They love this town. And they've been in there, obviously, forever. And they, it's been said that there's a curse on their family um, that their men either suffered uh, one or one of two fates, basically, like desertion or death. And they had basically made a pact, like if they if they didn't fall in love, like everyone was safe, like everyone's hearts were safe. And even in that small town of Lindenbach, it's called, either you marry your high school sweetheart or you left town and brought somebody back with you. That's like the only way that people have relationships there's like not very many eligible bachelors they're saying in this town like or even individuals in general every weekend the town hall hosts dances which they've I guess been doing for nearly 200 years and the blooms always are singing and playing their instruments for like these dances like they are all very very good on instruments and so they always do sets and then they have like pre-recorded music and everyone dances and country and hoedowns and all that it just happens every week and so that weekend um they go to it as usual and grant shows up 
and he's like, I got to I got to dance with her. Like, I got to figure out, like, why she hates me. And so we kind of see like Joe's like point of view. She's like, I don't know why I have such this deep loathing for this guy. Like, it might be because like he represents wealth and privilege and soulless corporations and greed like she she's pretty sure like that's why she just like hates him and at one point um they're done with their set and they go down and get a drink and he asks her to dance and so they dance and he point blank asks her like I get that oil is the bad guy but like that doesn't explain like why you hate me basically And she's like, I just do. Like, I just don't like him. Or I don't like you, basically. And uh, the next morning, um, he gets a call from his dad. And his dad works in the company as well. And he's, like, over, like, his supervisor. Like, he's more higher up in this company. And so, and he hates his dad as well. Like, the Grant hates his dad. And uh, because his dad basically uses his mom's death as leverage against Grant and basically blames Grant for killing the wife, like his mother. But it really was like uh, Grant's first breath, there was an embolism uh, in his mother, and it, which killed her. So, but his dad blames him because he was born, all that. And so they've never had a good relationship. They've never got along. And his dad calls him and is like, are you going to get this done? Like, are you going to close the deal? Do I need to come and babysit you? Like, he's like, no, I don't need that. And so he goes for a run that morning. And he runs into Joe, who is also running. And they start bickering, they start taunting each other, and they start, like, goading each other. And Grant is like, you know what? You think I can't possibly understand hard labor or living a modest life, is that it? And she's like, yeah, you wouldn't last a day. So basically they made a bet that um, she's going to put him through, like, all this hard work and being a country person and all these tasks, and we'll see how he does and if he does do it well and And he told her that, like, hey, I'm going to try and convince you to sell your land or sell the rights. Like, this is what I'm going to do. And she's like, no, good luck with that. So basically, they're, like, betting against each other. And um, so later, like, they were had still met up and were kind of, like, bickering. And she's like, okay, I'm going to come pick you up. And we're going to go do all these, like, country things, and we'll see how you do. And he's like, fine. So um, later that day, she comes and picks him up, or later that morning, and she's like, get in, asshole. We're going to go save some bees. I'm like, I love this girl. Like, (laughs) she is so funny. And um, so she takes him to one of, like, the bees because – I don't even know if I explained that. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so their farm are bees. Like, and I I guess you kind of got the sense of that because of, like, I said, like, the bloom bees or something is what the series called. Anyways, this farm, they live on all these acres with a bee farm. It's a bee farm. Like, they have so many bees. They collect honey. They sell honey. Like, 
they and they've been doing it for 200 years like <laughs> I can't believe I didn't explain that I'm so sorry so basically uh she got a call she gets calls to go pick up these bees all the time and she's very fearless she's been doing it for years so she doesn't wear like any gear or anything and Grant's like, um, no, I need to wear this gear. So he wears the gear and she tells him like what to do, how to help. And he does it perfectly. And so while they're doing this, they're having like conversations like he, he asks her, OK, well, what if we didn't have to drill on your land? Like, what if we just need what's under it? Like there's this cash that we found. It extends into your neighbor's land. And she's like, no. He's like, OK, well. Like, we can do this without disturbing your bees. And she's like, there's no way. Like, you you would have to disturb our bees. And, like, the even the effects that you're having on other farms, it affects us. Like, you can't just do this. And so that just kind of was like a little fight that they had. And then afterwards, um, he wasn't wearing, like, really appropriate clothing. Like, he was wearing sweats. He was wearing, like, just not... I don't know, like work appropriate or like country appropriate. He just wasn't. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. So she's like, I'm going to take you to the Western store. We're going to get you a pair of Wranglers. We're going to get you some boots because what you're wearing right now, he either has like his running clothes or he has his suits. And she's like, that's not going to do well here. You're really not going to fit in. Like if you're going to be doing these tasks, you're going to basically like overheat let's go get you some clothes so they do and of course he is freaking hot (laughs) but I don't know I don't okay I might know that sounds weird go to Amazon look up this book and when you like click into the book or whatever you like scroll down and there's usually like the description of everything there's like this picture and it's so beautiful And it's like this couple that someone had like taken a picture as if to like show what these characters look like. Literally, that guy is so hot. Like, I don't know if they used actors or if it's someone's actual picture. I don't know. I loved it. It was really great. Uh, So anyway, he's hot. And so that's who I imagine in this book. Um, and so he looks perfect in his Wranglers. He looks perfect in his, his boots and his button-up with the pearl buttons. Like, just perfect country outfit. And they're just getting to know each other as the couple days go on. And she's having him do all, like, try these tasks. Like, uh, he is helping to work on this other farm um, and that she's like helping with as well. And he like learns how to like rope a calf, just all these different tasks. And he's doing really well. And that's making her mad. And as they're going, he asks about the curse, like he had heard about the curse. And he's like, is this why you made it up? Like, um, to get people to kind of like stay away from you guys. And she's like, no, we didn't make up the curse. It's been around since, like, my grandmother stole somebody's boyfriend a million years ago. And now we we don't get to keep the people that we love unless they possess vaginas, basically. And he's like, what are you talking about? So basically, her grandpa died in a tractor accident. And then her dad died in a car accident. And Daisy, one of the sisters, 
um, her high school sweetheart died in an accident. And then Poppy, the other sister, her sweetheart went to New York and never came back. Um, and then their cousin Presley, her dad took off when she was a baby. So basically they leave or they die. And so all of them are like, no, we don't want to fall in love. And he's like, okay, well, who did you lose? And she's like, nope, nobody, because I wasn't dumb enough to ever fall in love. Meanwhile, she's like falling in love with Grant over this next couple weeks because he's like literally perfect. And Grant is actually loving like being here in the town. He actually like he's starting to feel like he belongs, even just like the simple outfit change, like he is getting comfortable and he's getting attached. Like he's starting to feel real feelings for Joe and he can't help himself like and he's, of course, doing well at all these tasks. And he always jokes about the deal. Like, they kind of know where they stand. And she's, uh, Joe is always telling herself, like, this isn't going to last. Like, it's fine. Um, enjoy it while you can. Like, everyone's favorite lie, basically. Um, and during this, I love that there's these little side stories as well. Like, there's the main story and then side stories. And one of them is that... The Bloom family and, and the surrounding families want to bring more life into this town and more business, like good businesses, not like the corporate businesses. And their main street is starting to look really drab and there's not very many local businesses. So they are wanting to do a fundraiser um, to bring in more money for businesses to stay on like main street and everything. And so they are planning that as well. Uh, to get like outsource or like to outsource fundraising, get people, I don't know, some investors, um, but like good investors, you know what I'm saying? From like San Antonio and, and other town like cities and that people know. Anyways, connections, connections. Uh, surprise, uh, Grant's dad arrives and he's like, I got a call from the top. Uh, that's why I'm here. I'm not taking the flack if you fail. So I'm here basically to back you up, like whatever it takes to get this deal. Like you got to get it down. Like what's your next move? Like, are you going to earn her trust? Like he knows that Grant is trying to use Joe basically. And he's like, you got to lie to her, like convince her that we're not bad, whatever you need to do to like basically get this deal. And so that kind of rubs Grant the wrong way. Of course, he doesn't like his dad in general. Um, but Grant is spending more time with Joe and helping with this fundraiser and just really starting to have feelings for her. And before the fundraiser, um, they have like their their town hall dances or whatever. And afterwards, um, Grant is over at the Blooms house and they're all just talking. And that's when um, that's when Joe's mom comes in and following her is Grant's dad. And so Grant's dad is like manipulating their mom to try and like get this deal like he wants to try and like sign this deal and so he's just, like, really shady and really, like, manipulative, and we just really hate Grant's dad. And so Grant is like, okay, now I really need to get them to sign as quickly as possible so my dad can, like, get out of here, basically. And so as the timeline is starting to wind down, uh, I don't know the exact timeline of what 
Grant had to sign the deal, but it's starting to wind down. It's been like a couple weeks. And so he brings it up again to Joe and is like, you know what? It's already going to happen. Refusing to sign won't really change anything. Like, please don't answer me now. Just think about it. Talk to your family. I know how hard you've been working to bring Main Street back its glory. And this money could really, like, help you do everything that you dream of. Like, just say you'll think about it. And so she's like, okay, okay, I'll think about it. The fundraiser comes, and they raise almost $3 million, which is crazy. And Grant is really having feelings for Joe. And he tells her, like, I don't know what this means or what we'll do or how any of it will work, but say you want me to stay and I'm here. Like, I'm yours, basically. Saying, like, he didn't outright say that he loves her, but, like, he, she now knows where he stands. And after the fundraiser, Grant gets into, like, a tiff with his dad because his dad's like, you know, you, I know you have feelings for her. This is not why we're here. Like, we are here to use her. Like, I'm going to tell her that you knew I was here to manipulate and you knew I was just, like, this weird lie that I still don't understand to this point because Joe knew, like, that Grant was there to have her sign the deal. And so what his dad is, like, threatening to tell them is kind of weird and I still don't understand. And his dad is, like, if you tell them about all this like I'll tell them what you did and Grant is like well I do want to tell them and the dad was like do it and you're fired basically so Grant was like well then I guess I'm fired so Grant is like F you dad I quit I want to stay with Joe and her family I love this place and um so he goes over to the Blooms and his dad follows and he tells him straight up like, hey, my dad wasn't here on good terms. And their mom was like wanting to date his dad because he was like really, I don't know, like convincing that he wanted to date her. Anyways, it was a shit show. And uh, so they're mad at Grant and Grant's like, OK, I'll leave. I understand like you don't want to sign or anything. Moral of the story, he leaves back to New York. His dad like goes back. He doesn't have a uh, Grant doesn't have a job. A week later, Joe realizes that Grant loves her. Like it just came out with like the people that he that she was talking to around the town and I guess Grant had admitted to this old lady that he loved Joe. And so anyways, realized that they love each other. She goes after him and is like, you know, you abandoned everything you love to save us, to protect us. I love you. And he's like, I love you, too. <laughs> so it was cute. I loved this book. It was very much a comfort book. Like, the witty banter I loved. It kept me engaged. The characters were great. Literally every single character. I loved the small town feeling. Loved the variety of the different storylines in it, but it all came together. I love each of the sisters. I loved their individual books. I loved how it, it really was just like a comfort book. Like, I know that at any point I'm like, oh, I just need a good book. I could always reach for this, and immediately, like, I would read it again like I could read it over and over and it would just be 
a nice book to go back to. You know what I'm saying? Good comfort book. Like a good comfort soup or a good comfort food. This is a good comfort book. And um, yeah, it kind of gives me vibes of like the things we never got over uh, by Lucy's score. Uh, it gives me that vibe, like that town where you just like love each character. You love how the town works together. You just love everything about it. It gives me that vibes. And I think that's why it has become like a comfort book already. So anyways, love that book. Uh, I, I'm surprised I haven't talked about Stacy Hart before, um, but I definitely recommend going on Amazon and looking up this book and then looking up that picture. You just scroll down from that book and it's just right there and it's just beautiful and I loved it. So anyways, hope you enjoyed this book. I loved it. I definitely recommend it. I recommend it to my mom and sister. Pick it up. It's a good one. Even a good one to like get a hard copy of too, I think. I think it should be on your shelf, honestly. Um, but anyways, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Twitter, follow me on all the socials. I would appreciate it. And yeah, I'm thankful for all y'all and we'll talk to you later. Mm -hmm.